You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. fantasy people could hear us kale on that did i jump the gun now people are good you can hear us beautiful me superstar producer extraordinaire internationally known kale sorbo with us as always the pillar of this show and podcast similarly a pillar is our presenting sponsor DraftKings sportsbook use that code dnvr where they're just giving out stupid offers right now to new users and existing users. You, you gotta be, you gotta keep your head on a swivel or you might be missing out on straight up loads of free cash with DraftKings like I did this weekend. Kale, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Andre? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Always look forward to starting my Tuesday with you like this. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of digging this new schedule as well and it kind of seemed like a boring slate we had some fantasy duds of games and it was also extraordinary at points an incredible weekend for fantasy some some bad beats some great victories and some last minute we had three 20 point comebacks this weekend or close to it it seemed like so it really ended up being a good weekend on the nfl slate lots to talk about i'm really excited to get into it today yeah let's do our biggest takeaways and biggest questions out the gate, rapid fire style. Why don't you start us off? Where should we start here? All right, let's start with the LA Chargers at Kansas City Thursday night football. What are our thoughts coming out of that game? I think the biggest um, takeaway to me is that, you know, he's one of the ultimate feast or famine, boom or bust 
wide receivers in the entire NFL, fantasy players in the entire NFL, and boy, did Mike Williams feast. Did he boom on that night with no Keenan Allen? It was just unreal. Uh, the Chiefs really didn't have anyone that could cover him, and that was obvious really early. He really yeah. ate in that first half. Um, mm-hmm. I really like watching him. I have Mike Williams in a couple leagues. I would keep starting him. Um, I would keep starting him, especially with Keenan Allen being a little bit questionable at health. He seems like he and him and Justin Herbert have a really, really good rapport going on there. And then what is your biggest question coming out of this game, Dre? Uh, who do I target in this KC offense beyond Travis Kelsey? It's uh, it's been odd, you know. Clyde Edwards, I think, is uh, you know, maybe C-H. carving out an Aaron Jones type role, and then these wide receivers, Michael, Juju, Valdez, Scandling. We kind of got to figure this out. I would avoid the wide receivers in general. It seems like it's going to be more of a by committee approach, seeing taking what's whatever's there. But Clyde seems to be getting a heavy workload, regardless of where they're doing they're using him yeah. more in the passing game he's hit 20 points in fantasy both both weeks yeah i would i i would start clyde that's sort of where that's sort of where the dependability for that offense is mm-hmm. coming out i think i'm with you i kind of think he's a sneaky intriguing target and we kind of poo-pooed him last week so yeah time to eat some curl all right, New York Jets at Cleveland Browns where are our takeaways from this game dre uh it it's this very surprising offense Brees hall another guy who kind of came back from <laughs> declared dead by us after week one makes a small comeback but wow garrett wilson a top 15 wide receiver two weeks in joe flacco a top 15 fantasy player overall two weeks in that's the standout to me Joe Flacco is like number two in passing yards in the league right now behind Tua of all things who would have guessed that um, two weeks into the season. Um, Joe Flacco is a really good QB two option um, right now. It seems like he's, he threw over a hundred passes over across the first two weeks. They're throwing the ball with reckless abandon. Garrett Wilson, eight receptions, 102 yards, two touchdowns and one carry really can't go wrong with him either. It seems like he's going to have, a lot of workload moving forward there. Uh, I like this Jets offense. I also still really like Elijah Moore. Um, I have said I sort of declared him dead a couple weeks ago, and he had a really strong finish to the season. He was down in week one, a little bit back up in week two. I still like his production, especially once once they get Zach Wilson back. Just seems like the two of them had a nice rapport coming out. Yeah. And uh, the other side of the ball I really want to talk about is Nick Chubb just continues to be an absolute monster. Three touchdowns on only 17 carries. Yeah. Uh, they're going to keep throwing on the ball. Seems like that Cleveland black backfield can support two running backs. And we've tried to pronounce them dead so many times over the last couple of years, and I'm just done doing it. I'm completely done saying that they can't support both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb because we've just been proven wrong time and time again. No doubt about that. Biggest question to me is Amari Cooper. Is this like uh, you finally exhale and say, okay, I held on tough. Now it's coming. Or is this the week where you try to sell high? Uh, I think he's going to be dependable throughout the season. You could try and sell high if you're really running back needy, like someone like me is. I'm really running back needy right now. And I have Amari Cooper sitting on my bench because I'm pretty stacked at wide receiver. 
I think it might not be a bad idea to move him in that situation. But if you're looking for a guy who's going to be dependable to get you 10 points every week, I actually really like Amari Cooper. He's going to be the number one option in this offense. He's going to catch 10 passes probably every week. And I don't know, maybe not 10 every week, maybe six, seven, but every now and then he's going to catch 10 passes. He seems to be the number one option in that offense. So I like Amari Cooper. Double digit target guy for sure. I was really buying all the people's Jones um, hype after week one and really a dud of a week. And of course, you know, that whole offense is very much on standby until Deshaun Watson comes back. Totally. All right. Washington at Detroit. What are our biggest takeaways from this? I know you're excited to talk about this one. Amon Ross St. Brown is a god. Amon Ross St. Brown forever. Um, just just an amazing showing. I believe sixth, yeah, sixth highest scoring player in all of fantasy and PPR leagues. Um, him and a few a few other apt choices are really making a difference for me in our DNVR fantasy league. It's pretty unreal what he's able to do. I yeah. I I'm just buying in on this Detroit offense just in general. They look fun, man. That offensive line is so good that like Goff's got time. He looks like a couple years ago, Goff, when he had that really awesome offensive line with those weapons in LA, I would buy Goff as a QB too. I like that offense in general. And then on the other side of the ball, this gets to your biggest question. Uh, I guess we should just go into it now. Are either of these guys true QB twos? Yeah, Goff or Wentz. I mean, Wentz right now is the eighth highest score, even in PPRs. Um, so he's just having insane production. Goff a little more, you know, mid-tier in that sense. But he's he's putting up points early on. And I mean, I, I'm maybe less of a buyer than you are in real football terms of this offense. But when it comes to we're... We're coming, you know, we're trying to make a comeback down 10. I like what they can do for you fantasy wise, as far as just kind of reckless abandon and sending it. And to be clear, that's not what happened in this game where they kind of led end to end on the commanders. This Washington defense is bad. They are straight up just bad. They might have some names at some places, but they're bad. So they're going to be playing from behind a lot. I really like the weapons around Carson Wentz. And he's, they're going to be playing from behind a lot. So I think he's going to put up numbers this year. Numbies, we might say. Yes, numbies I think, indeed. I think numbies indeed for Carson Wentz. So and- far he has. And Curtis Samuel, for real. If he didn't pick him up week one and somehow he's still available, he wouldn't be in any league I participate in because I took care of that business. But if he's available in a league you're in, pick up Curtis Samuel. Totally. All right, next game, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. What's our biggest takeaway from this? I mean, a bit of the fantasy dead zone, if you had anyone from these two teams. But I'll say this, Tampa Bay's defense, like Amon Ross St. Brown, kind of carrying my team with terrible quarterback play in the DNVR league. They are a top 30 scoring um, player in fantasy football right now, even in PPR leagues, 27th highest, uh, really impressive, averaging almost 20 points per game, killing him. 
Really impressive. The hard part about this is the sustainability. You don't really yes. trust these defenses to sustain it. So have you already, have we already seen the peak weeks out of this defense? That might be the case. Um, yeah. Regardless, they're yeah. a start and forget defense the rest of this year. It seems like, um, well, there's no surprise with Todd Bowles as that head coach. As we interject with real football points um, before we go back to fantasy, I think when Vita Vea's on the field for these guys, they're a completely different unit. I mean, he just gobbles up space and really makes, really opens up those linebackers who are athleticism first to just go go around and hunt, hunt in coverage, hunt against the second uh, level runs, and that makes them a really special unit. Our secondary flies around as well, yeah, yeah. so definitely a unit to watch. Um, any big questions coming out of this? Uh, you know, I think maybe the biggest one is Tampa Bay's offense. Mike Evans is going to be suspended. They've lost Godwin. There's no Gronk. Fournette had a big week one, regressed week two, whatever. We'll see. That was a tough defensive matchup. Um, but really, who who am I buying on this offense? Um, what, what am I getting into? Tom Brady, we were talking about it off air, as bad a fantasy start as he's ever had. So it's he's really this scored 20 points. He scored 20 total fantasy points through two weeks. Tom Brady, who was the QB two last year, led the league yeah. in touchdown passes. It's tough. And I mean, they've got some tough matchups. Packers defense is good. Chiefs defense is pretty good. Falcons. No, but then the Steelers, I mean, the next four weeks, three of those are really tough matchups before you can start feasting on some, weaker teams and a little more of the NFC South, you know, but so yeah, it's figuring out this Tampa offense for sure. That would be my question for sure. All right, moving on next game, Carolina Panthers at New York giants, a little bit of a surprise win for New York. What are we thinking? What are our big questions and big takeaways from this game? I mean, honestly, more questions in this one than, than takeaways probably, but I think maybe my takeaway is, after years of like, holy shit, how's DJ Moore like startable? And how's Robbie Anderson startable? And they had Curtis Samuel, you know, you kind of need to sell on all these Carolina wide receivers while you still can. Yeah. I just don't think it's happening with Baker and it's, it's a okay. fantasy dead zone. I, I was mildly optimistic about this offense headed into this season, but I don't like the returns we've seen too so far, I totally agree with you. Um, I've got some questions about the Giants wide receivers, too. What is going on there? I pay all this money to Kenny Galladay. He had two offensive snaps this weekend. If you can yeah. drop him, you can. If you're in a dynasty league and you can sell him for anything, sell him. Anything. Um, at this point, it's at this point, it's bleak. And the man's on what the third or fourth highest paid contract in the league. Well, used to be before this insane off season right. set off. But uh, what, what do you take the giants wide receiver room? That's my question, man. I just can't figure it out. I mean, in super deep leagues, dynasties, especially Richie James um, is intriguing. He's a real small little returner um slot wide receiver but that tells you like that's and with this coaching staff you know Dable coming you really kind of got excited of what could be the upside and potential for this Giants receiver unit and uh yeah slim picking so far 
Kadarius Tony looking like we don't really yeah. know what's going on there. Yeah. So Big even issues. though he's got all that athletic upside, so mm-hmm. lots of questions there. But bank on Saquon. Looks like they're going to use him and just run him into the ground. So For take sure. Saquon to the bank. All right. One of the uglier games of the weekend's New England Patriots at Pittsburgh Steelers. What are we doing there? Yeah, we've kind of hit a fantasy dead zone here on the slate. Uh, biggest takeaway, Damon Harris kind of outduels Najee. Uh, of course, having a slightly more competent quarterback makes a difference. But I'm starting to get really worried about Najee. I was oh, all yeah. in on him this year. Um, he is kind of, I don't know, he had, what, 17 carries and only was able to get like 49, 50 yards out of it or something like that. I Correct. forget the exact stat line. Um, he's still catching some passes, but not nearly yes. as many as he did last year. And that offense just looks constricted. It looks really tough. It looks maybe even worse than it did with Big Ben behind, which is crazy to say. Um, crazy. Until say. there's maybe a quarterback change, I'd start maybe looking to move Najee Harris if you still can, especially in a dynasty league. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm maybe slightly more optimistic and hopeful that a quarterback change could change things. We also got to remember he's a little banged up here. But uh, yeah, there are there are some major concerns as much as uh, me being high on Aaron Jones has proved out to be correct. Najee was one of my big calls, and that is not um, working out. All right. Any uh, any big questions coming out of this game? Yeah. Who am I buying on this Pats wide receiver group? Um, you know, Kendrick Bourne has always been a favorite of mine. He seems to have lost some ground to Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers. All these guys very available in your fantasy leagues. And so my question is, which of these guys should I be targeting? Kendrick Bourne's probably my guy. If you're gonna go anyone out of that, the upside out of that. Yep, I love the upside there. Um, plus, it just seems like he's gonna catch a lot of passes um, in PPR leagues. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's the only one on that offense that consistently is getting separation when you watch the tape. Um, so that's where I would go with that. He's explosive and fun. He probably is the one who had to be dropped and was drafted kind of late. I'm intrigued by Aguilar, and I think Jacoby Myers is actually the uh, the more popular choice among the fantasy community. Mm, gotcha. So, lots of options to go with there. Lots of options there. All right, let's move on. Indianapolis at Jacksonville Jaguars. One of my favorite games of the weekend. What are we thinking about these Jags? Are they feisty? Incredible from the Jags. T-Law and Kirk. Big, big, big time combination. Kirk um you know uh, just killing it right now top 20 fantasy performer overall um so that's extremely impressive and uh yeah trevor lawrence i love trevor lawrence as a qb2 i love trevor lawrence as a qb2 and we were talking off air before this about christian kirk but he's been awesome he's been worth the money which is crazy to say he's been really stellar and they're using him as a huge slot receiver, which I just think is like the smartest way you can use Christian Kirk in today's NFL. Mm -hmm. Um, He's almost playing like a mini Cooper cup role ish. He's playing a little bit less on the outside than that, Mm -hmm. but I really like the way they're using him in this offense. And what was it? He had 79 yards and two touchdowns this week. I mean, he's really, 
really carving out a role for himself on that offense as a true number one, even though they're using him primarily in the slot. And in today's NFL, why not? Yeah, that was, uh, I was a little skeptical, but he is really dominating that offense and kind of gobbling up all the relevant fantasy points right now. James Robinson also keeps being like. James Robinson had the primary primary target share on first and second downs. Travis Etienne did out snap him on third down this week, but that um, is something to be, he's more of a third down back with that pass catching exactly. ability. So exactly. I would keep that in mind, but James Robinson would be my start out of those two. Still, yeah. Yeah. Um, what is our biggie biggest? Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, what biggie is our biggest? Works. Yeah, what is our biggest question from this game? Um, man, yikes. Matty Ice was kind of my target as a QB2 last week, and that did not work out. So I guess my question is, is he this Michael Pittman dependent, which was also kind of a late scratch, which screwed with a lot of my stuff. Tough for me. I don't think he's necessarily Michael Pittman dependent. I think he is matchup dependent. And I don't know, Matty Ice just might not be a play this year. I love Michael Pittman as a player. I love Jonathan Taylor as a play in that offense, but Matt Ryan just might not be it. Yeah, you might be right. Any other questions from this game or should we move on? No, we're about to get to the game of the week. So before we do that, I'm going to take a quick second to just tell you, if you are a fantasy football player and you're not watching every NFL Sunday using the DraftKings Sportsbook app, using your fantasy knowledge to then reinvest it in, you know, NFL betting. I don't really know what you're doing. Like right now you can get Cooper cup props under a hundred yard receiving. It's basically doesn't make sense. Um, Josh Allen was right around two sixty. that hit in three, like two quarters and a couple more snaps. You're a fantasy expert. You know, this, Get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that code DNVR. Right now, if you're a new user, you bet $5 on any football game, and they'll give you $200 back in free bets. It's just insane. And Kale was talking about three 20-point comebacks. Right now, everyone can experience the early dubs at DraftKings, where in primetime, they've been giving you, um, if the money line you bet, that team's up by seven. Boom. That bet is going to hit as soon as that happens. If it's a Sunday game, it's 10 points. And again, 20 point comebacks uh, in real life. You might've got screwed. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. No, not at all. And also giving us insane offers like a free bet back. No, no loss. Uh, college football bet that I put down this this weekend. Just insane. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. Minimum wage and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Got a shout out DraftKings the other day. There's a group of us that hit both Chiefs money line and Chargers money line all in the same night on Thursday. It was uh, absolutely crazy. So shout out DraftKings. Yeah, you can middle it like that. Exactly. Great point, Kale. Yes. All right. All right. Game I, of the week. I can't wait. 
game of the week. We got to talk Baltimore at Miami. It was absolutely insane. What is our biggest takeaway from this game? One, shame on us for ever thinking that Lamar had become a conservative quarterback and we would never see this version of him again. That was bananas. Insane. Also, Rashad Bateman looks like a legit first round talent and like wide receiver. The, he looks like a stud. Um, yeah. There's just studs all over this game. It was and a fantasy then the explosion. Miami I mean, like, it was a fantasy explosion. Yeah. Here's how crazy it was. Two it threw for 469 and six touchdowns and Lamar outscored him in fantasy. It was insane. an absolutely insane day. Insane. So Lamar was a world beater this week looking true back to MVP form. You had the first time that you had the first time in NFL history that two wide receivers had both caught two touchdowns with over, I think 115 yards wow. and seven catches. They each had 11 catches, both Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill. It was just a fantasy domination. Um, yeah. If you played any of these guys, you were screwed this week. And the comeback from a football perspective was just one of the most entertaining watches I've had in a really long time. What are the big takeaways from this game? What are the questions from this game? Is Tua a QB1? Yeah, that's the question. How much do we overreact to Tua, who is now the 10th overall high-scoring player, not quarterback, in all of fantasy? That's even in PPRs. Jalen Waddle, ninth. Tyreek Hill, 5th. I mean, he hasn't changed as a quarterback overnight. But he's making smart decisions and he doesn't have to like gun it Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen style because these guys on three step drops are already 15 yards downfield. They're just, I mean, Waddle and Hill in the fourth quarter, their ability to create extra yardage was just insane. The couple deep balls to a hits Hill on are behind him. He just gets so far in front. Um, that it's like the corners can't get into him or it's going to be a PI basically, even as he's coming back to the ball. And, and that's what were you saying? No. I and, I, say, and that's my biggest takeaway is Tua is good enough. He might not be an elite NFL quarterback, but he is good enough with the speed on the outside yeah. of this offense yeah. to just absolutely eat in this offense because he's accurate mm-hmm. and he gets the ball out on time. And that's all that really exactly. matters when you have speed on the outside of Jalen Waddle and and Tyree oh, Kill, who might be unreal. two of the five fastest players in the entire NFL. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's going to be up there as one of the absolute fastest duos in NFL history at wide receiver. And you're exactly right. It's not the splash. It's not what Jalen Hurts or Lamar or Josh Allen or Mahomes give you, or even Carson Wentz, you know, another guy who's going to be in that QB2 conversation. But he can manage that receiving core to get you the production. It's almost Peyton Brady-esque. Obviously, IQ-wise, he's not at that level. Not right now, I don't think. Um, In how they're not going to be the splashiest, but they're going to get you that fantasy production. The other a couple, a couple other questions I had coming out of this game. Raheem Mostert actually got the most carries in this game for Miami. Um, so I know we're going to talk about him in waiver wire pickups a little bit, but I, that is notable to me. Um, yeah. Also, Miami passing way more than expected, uh, almost twice as much as they were expected. Coming Mike into McDaniel this effect, huge. The Mike McDaniel effect. You 
think he, you would think him coming from San Francisco, they were going to be a run heavy team, but he's really leaning into the strength of his personnel. And the fact that that's O-line is better at pass protection than they are run blocking. It looks like right now. So he's really leaning in and throwing the ball a lot, which if you have Jalen Waddle or Tyree kill, you're a happy, happy camper right now. And he clearly trusts Tua, which is huge. Clearly. All right. Any other takeaways or questions from this game before we move on? Just unbelievable. I mean, really exhilarating to watch. Um, you know, even Gasecki and Mark Andrews play well, and the team, the team speed that Miami has is just insane. Moster, Edmonds, very fast. Gasecki's like a combine record breaker at tight end as far as athleticism. And then, yeah, I mean, legitimately one of the fastest wide receiver duos in NFL history. It's kind of incredible what they've put together and how it's clicking all this year. Although I will give a shout out to two of those two underthrown deep balls to Tyree Kill. His touchdown throw to Mike Jacecki was an absolute beautiful ball. Just back in that corner of that end zone, just perfectly faded, dropped right in the basket. Exactly what you want to see. Um, all right, let's move on to Houston at Denver. We got to fly through these last like six games real quick. Biggest uh, takeaway, Damon Pierce and Cortland Sutton just look like men among boys at times in this game as far as fantasy uh, goes. I'm, I'm glad to see Pierce had such a nice showing. Yep, I'm happy to see Cortland. Uh, I was really all in on him this year. Things are going to go. What's your biggest question from this game? At this point, I'm asking, is Russ droppable? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think, and yet I think there is some huge growth margins, but the Judy injury doesn't make you feel good. Although Judy considered day-to-day, good news there. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess we should hit on that. Fantasy-wise, that is relevant. Judy day-to-day probably will miss this week, probably will not miss more time than that. All right, anything else from this game before we move on? No, keep it moving, brother. All right, Atlanta at LA Rams. What do we got going on? Yes, uh, Cooper Cup's a god. That's kind of the only takeaway here. How high do they have to set his receiving prop for you to not take the over every week? I mean, is One, it triple digits? 120, I don't know. I mean, because even triple digits, 105, you probably feel pretty good about that. He's like, he's uncontested. He's just going to get balls. Like, the, we talked about this last week. They don't trust Allen Robinson and the rest of that receiving unit. Allen Robinson, a little bit of a bounce back week, 12 fantasy points, a mm-hmm. um, little bit of a bounce back week. Still, you would love to see a little bit more, but he's not droppable at this point. Right. Um, any questions on the other side of the ball? What is happening with Kyle Pitts? That's the question, man. That's the huge question. And actually in a dynasty um, where he was one of the hottest commodity in a lot of the dynasty leagues I'm in and was traded for, a ton this might be a time to maybe jump in try to buy low but be careful because Mariota is not feeding him the way matty ice was not at all not at all thousand thousand yard receiver last week he's got like 30 receiving yards through two games it's really kind of looking like a problem um all right seattle at san francisco big questions coming out of this one trey lance jimmy g jimmy g's back um is Jimmy G a viable QB two? Also, how do you replace Trey Lance if you were all in? It sucks to be all in. We're going to go over some QB two options, though. Luckily, you've got a lot. Totally. Anything else coming out of this game? Yeah, I, I think the concern continues for uh, Rashard Penny owners and Debo owners. I mean, we know the talent, but the offenses they're in might be a little constraining right now. 
All right. Cincinnati at Dallas. Panic mode time in Cincinnati? Uh, probably not after the 30 points in week one, but boy, that really stunk. Yeah, you don't like losing to Cooper Rush whatsoever. Mm -hmm. This defense seems to have massively regressed, um, which when you have a big defensive showing after a big free agent spending year tends to happen. Yeah. So we probably should have seen this coming, but I still like those weapons in that offense. Even if the defense isn't as good, they're going to be playing from behind. So they're going to put up numbers. It's screwed believers like us. I mean, T Higgins not producing like we thought. There's some way lesser names that are outproducing Jamar Chase. And, you know, Burrow's going to be behind some of these QB2 options we're about to talk about. Yep, totally. All right, Arizona at Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, um, Cards offense just not the same without Hop. More Kyler Murray had to really carry them in an unreal way. And I think it's going to be tough sledding for a lot of the season until Hopkins comes back. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'd also, on the other side of the ball, be a little bit concerned if you're all in on Darren Waller. Um, just doesn't seem like he's mm-hmm. getting the target share that yes, you would sir. expect him to, yeah. which is really kind of concerning. You might be looking for some other tight end options if you went all in on him. And any other questions coming out of this game? What's the split in that card's backfield? Um, James Conner seems like Injury bug might be coming. Eno Benjamin's intriguing. Daryl Williams intriguing. Um, so keep an eye on them if you're running back desperate, especially in deep leagues. Totally. Sunday night football, Chicago at Green Bay. What Aaron are we Jones. Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones forever. He's the, I mean, he is the weapon in that Packers offense now without Devontae Adams. And they're using him as such. And it's a fantasy beauty which we talked about that before the season. It's nice to be proven right on one thing. Um, any other questions coming out of that game? Why'd I ever think drafting Aaron Rodgers was a good idea? He's just not that kind of fancy producer. Through two weeks, he's just going to do what he needs to win, and he's yeah. not putting up garbage time numbers anymore. So just seems like that type of guy. All right, moving on to our Monday night football doubleheader, Tennessee at Buffalo. Josh Allen, man. Josh Freaking Allen, man. He is just seems like he's going to be a guy that might be a league winner this year. Fourth highest scorer in all of fantasy and maybe more impressive than Josh Allen is Stefan Diggs. That combination digs the highest scorer in all of fantasy and PPR and Josh is fourth. Um, if you paired those two together, you'd be... I went against Josh Allen combined with Buffalo defense last Ouch. night and it just Ouch. absolutely wrecked me um so if you have josh allen and Diggs, stack those guys until the end of time no gabe davis doesn't even matter just incredible they're just blowing teams out left and right although i do like gabe davis once he gets healthy still um and then what is going on with derrick henry man that's the question of questions is this what the prophecy foretold it happens for all great running backs. Is this the beginning of the downfall or just two down weeks? It sure looks like it. That's the hard part is he's not explosive. He's not getting to that second level like you really hope he is too. He's falling forward still for those yards. He's still eating up those chunk yards, but he's not getting those explosive plays that you're used to out of Derrick Henry. And that's where the concern comes from because that's where all the boom came from with him as a as a true RB one. Um, I would be concerned. Uh, I wouldn't try and necessarily move him, but it is definitely something to keep an eye on. Maybe give it another huge week. Huge concern. Yeah, it's a huge concern. 
for sure. I'm not quite sure what the answer is, but um, I'd probably hold tough. You know, he's definitely more of a second half of the season, but tough. And then moving into our next game, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. What are we thinking here? I mean, victory lap for you again, Jalen Hurts. Just whoo, otherworldly. Um, the hype is real, man. The hype is real. What do you think about just – he's always been an elite fantasy player, but just real football-wise, do you think he's cementing himself as a long-term starter here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you just see it with two really special weapons in, um, you know, Smith and A.J. Brown. He's just looking different, and then that running ability really keeps teams on their toes. And, I I mean, we saw it at Oklahoma. He maybe is not the most natural passer at times or at that time, but the arm strength and zip, especially on the move, has always been there, and we're we're really seeing that translate. And so, uh, yeah, I think there's uh, there's some actual longevity here. And, and behind uh, an offensive line like that, when you give him time, well, well. he's doing really well. And it's just not that hard on him right now with that wide receiver core. Yep. They've got guys all over the place that just get open. And oh no. I might have lost Kale. But yeah, that wide receiving core is absolutely extraordinary. Um, and what they're doing, even with the balance of Jalen being able to and that run game has been really impressive. So uh that's and then you got Goddard out tight end and stuff, and Quez Watkins, who's also stretching the field in a major way. So that offense is looking dynamic. And the biggest question to me is Alexander Madison. I really thought that with Kevin O'Connor, let's just call him KOC, we would see him get more touches even when Diggs is not healthy, is still healthy, and that we would see a bit more of a split with him being so talented and so productive, similar to what we've seen with Tony Pollard um, this week in Dallas. And that's not really happening with Alexander Madison. And, uh, you know, you still got to roster him because he's a really talented handcuff, but a bit of a bummer, honestly. There he is. So I just got my Alexander Madison question out. Oh, great. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it happens to the best of us. Um, waiver wire streaming defenses. But first, Kale, a quick game of QB2. We talked up to uh we've mentioned how Wentz has been really, really productive as well in an intriguing Washington offense. QB two, would you rather Tua or Wentz? Wentz. I'm going Wentz. I think they're gonna be playing from behind a lot. I love the weapons around him, and I just think that he's gonna keep putting up almost Kirk Cousins-esque garbage stats. Oh, man, I think he actually has a little more natural talent, and there's some decent speed and playmakers in that offense, too. I'll side with you begrudgingly on Wentz. So now Wentz is king of the castle. Wentz or Goff? I'm going Wentz still, uh, although I like Goff as well. I think all yeah. three of these guys are really, really solid QB2 options. Completely agree. Wentz or Flacco? Wentz. Yeah. Though Flacco, man, that production. Wentz or Mariota? Wentz. 
uh, T-Law or Mariota, Trevor Lawrence. Mm, I mean, or or uh, Wentz still, even though T-Law. I agree. Uh, T-Law, I think down the wow. season is only going to get better. I think he really is wow. on the brink of being a true uh, elite quarterback. Love the hearing that for my dynasty league where I held tough on him. Um, Wentz or Jimmy G? Or no, T-Law. T-Law is the king of the castle now. So uh, T-Law Jimmy over G. Jimmy G just because of the way that offense runs. But Jimmy G, you'd think about it versus two or Wentz, huh? Yep. I saw that in your eyes. And then Mac Jones, Matt Ryan, I imagine they are not being chosen over the top tier guys we just talked about. Nope. Love that. Okay, waiver wire, big board. I think number one uncontested is Garrett Wilson. He's still available in a ton of leagues, which is crazy how like Drake London has performed similarly, but Drake London was drafted at the end of most drafts. Garrett Wilson instead very much available with Zach Wilson and stuff out. You have to target and pick up Garrett Wilson. He's right now he's outperforming Jamar Chase two weeks into the season. Totally. Um, he has to be that guy. We talked about him when we talked about the Jets. Um, I also really like Raheem Mostert. Like we said, he's got he's got the most amount of carries in that offense. I really like him in that scheme. Um, yeah, if he's still available. Um, Noah Brown, I would say, slots in right there in third place. Uh, Gallup came back, looked good, but Noah Brown actually performed CD Lamb too. It just seems like there's a good rapport with Cooper Rush, and Cooper Rush actually playing half decent. Um, and you know, Noah Brown has that talent. I know you you might see like a day three draft pick, but he's a former like high end recruit, went to Ohio State. Um, you you've seen all the studs they've produced that wide receiver over the years. So Noah Brown, I think, is right up there. Yep, love that, love that. Um, why don't you just run through the rest of your big board here and then I can get into some streaming defenses. Sounds good for me. Then it's Jimmy G, you know, in deeper leagues, you lighter leagues, you'll still have a lot more options, but Jimmy G this week does go into that. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. I think he is my pick for the Pats wide receiving core and is also most available in most leagues. And then Tyler Conklin, sneaky, sneaky in that jets offense. He's actually a half decent tight end option. I think I like him better than guys like Logan Thomas um, and what have you, who are a bit more touchdown dependent. And then Eno Benjamin is going to close that out. I am kind of a believer in Eno. And watch out for Greg Dorch, who right now in the four wide sets at the Cardinals is producing for you in the slot. So Love the that. immediate wide receiver for the Cardinals, yes. Love that. My favorite defenses to stream this weekend are the Texans. They're playing the Bears. That Texans defense has been feisty the first couple weeks. Bears offense, not very good. And then that Colts offense, I do not like. And they're playing the Chiefs, who have been better than expected. So I like that, too. Nice. Um, Those are two high-end picks. Yeah, those are kind of the picks to make, huh? Everyone else. A bit of a tough week. Do we have, I don't have the chat loaded up. Do we have any questions we need to get to Um, before we head out? Not really. There you go. All right, Kale, thank you so much. DraftKings, thank you so much. Use that code DMVR when you sign up. We will be back next week talking more NFL and fantasy. This is always a blast, so I really appreciate you all tuning in. We are out.